and suddenly the room went quiet. And you realize at that point that I've just made a massive hand grenade moment where you run away afterwards, but they've just suddenly gone, hang on a second. You mean we've been paying an agency for two years to do social media because we feel that we have to do social media, but we've never had a targeted goal that we're working towards or any kind of reflection of, are we getting closer to it? Are we moving further away from it? Is this actually achieving anything? Has this ever brought us a single lead? And they literally had no idea. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, this is Adam, and thanks very much for listening to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, as you're here, I'm assuming that you're looking for ideas to help you win new clients and grow your business. Otherwise, you'd probably be looking listening to a different podcast, right? So look, while everything that my guests and I talk about can work if they're done properly, there are some growth strategies that are meant for different businesses at different stages of growth. So they're not necessarily all suitable for everyone. Problem is, like, how do you know which ones to use for your business? Well, that's why I've created the Business Growth Stage Scorecard at thinklikeafish.co.uk slash growth scorecard. This will measure you against three key accelerators of growth and identify the solutions and action steps that you can take specific for the stage that you're in right now. So all you need to do is answer a few simple multiple choice questions that will take you less than four minutes to do. So go to thinklikeafish.co.uk slash growth scorecard and discover the right growth strategies for your specific stage of business. Okay, let's get back to the show. Hey, I just want to give you the heads up a little bit that at the beginning of this episode, the audio on my guest side, it's not quite as clear as um, as, as we would like it to be. Uh, we didn't realize that while we were recording, the, um, the, the connection was not the greatest, but it does get better. You can still hear the content, and I wanted to ensure that this episode went out because what my guest covers is 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 some really really good stuff so if you can forgive the initial audio issues then seriously you're going to get an awful lot out of this episode so make sure you listen all the way through and uh, yeah let me know what you think welcome to the client catching podcast now i'm sure you've heard the saying that people do business with people now it's a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason because it's true and nowhere more is that true than when you are selling services directly and working directly with with clients. And what this means is you need to be able to build personal relationships between you and your business and your potential clients by making it easier for, for people to see the actual people behind the business. Now, as a marketing tool, social media allows you to amplify this effect and you can instantly reach huge audiences, grow a community around your business, target and connect directly with clients. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But that's also the challenge with social media in that there are so many things that you could be doing so, and multiple chat channels and platforms that you could be using. So it's hard to know which ones are actually the best for you and which ones you should focus your efforts on. So if you're not sure and you've been trying to figure this whole social media thing out, then today my guest is going to really help you gain some clarity from the confusion. 
Now he's been in sales and marketing for over a decade. He's, he's run and owned magazines, online television channels, and he's created more successful marketing campaigns for clients than you can literally shake a stick at. And what I like about him is he doesn't sugarcoat anything or claim there's any kind of secret growth hack to success, um, especially when it comes to social media marketing. It's just that you need to follow a solid strategy, continually show up and deliver value. And that's really what overnight success looks like, by the way. So uh, he's also the host of All About Digital Marketing podcast, and he's the founder and CEO of Social Inc., a digital marketing agency that's helped thousands of clients, big and small, to build more effective and results-orientated digital and social media marketing strategy. So I'm absolutely delighted to be able to welcome Chris Broner, uh, Bruno, nearly got that wrong, Chris, <laughs> Chris Bruno to the Client Catching Podcast today. So Chris, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Adam, that's absolutely awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. And by the way, I'm going to need you to come along with me to any events and do that intro every time because that makes me feel so much better about my day. That's It's always nice to just bring a little bit of sunshine into somebody's day. So yeah, I mean, that's genuine what I've got to know about you. And it, it's some of the things I've seen out there about what you do in your business. So why don't you sort of give us a, an outline of exactly what it is that you do for people and, and how you've got to this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was back in 2008. I was working for an estate agency, um, which isn't the most fulfilling of jobs, uh, or at least it wasn't for me because I found it quite repetitive. But I started to take on more tasks. So I started taking over on the website side of things. I started taking over on promotional side of things. We had a magazine at the time. So I got more and more involved in different parts of the business. Really quickly, I realized that there was a huge gap between knowing how to be an estate agent and knowing how to run your business and knowing how to and that's where I really started developing more and more uh, or finding more and more knowledge and understanding more and more about the marketing side of things. So from there, I took the leave and not liking working for other people. I'm not going to lie. It's not really my thing. Um, so I decided to set up my own agency in 2008 and I'm consulting and then rebranded a few years later to Socialink. And we focus purely on helping businesses to focus on business and for marketing to focus on marketing. Um, so when we're talking about small businesses, especially and solopreneurs, people that are just starting out, there's so much to do that there's this massive amount of overwhelm. Uh, time, you know, social media was just starting to come through and become a major tool for, for people to be able to use. God bless the good old days of organic growth, not being you know in the low single figure digits uh, in terms of your percentage reach. But the idea was we wanted to really help people to stand out and to showcase who they were. Uh, and basically we've taken that through and now, you know, we're now 11 years later uh, and we're still doing the same thing for companies big and small. We've worked with international businesses. We've worked with companies that are spending over millions of pounds a year. Uh, we still work with startups and founders because it's something we love most, helping them to really get their message out. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot in there. I mean, number one is the majority of people that I think that start their own business um, do now consider themselves fairly unemployable. Um, I think that's a, that's a common thing amongst uh, that people that, that start their own thing. They want to be the captain of their own ship. And, you know, that's that's a common thing. But also, I think there's also something in there around how you say you want to help businesses uh, you know, run the business and you want to leave marketing to marketing and all that kind of stuff. And and that is so that, that that's a common thing, I think, that a lot of people don't necessarily truly get. It, it's kind of like when there are these opportunities out there like there are with social media now and it's been made out to be um quite a simple thing or it's a you know an, an easy way to go out there and reach the masses and all that kind of thing 
it's almost portrayed that it's something that you could be you'd be able to do yourself and just sort of go right okay this is how I'm going to go out there and do it and all the rest of it and it's and it's fairly simple and I'll, and I'll be uh, I'll get all the results I can I can imagine but it's not that simple is it no absolutely and I think this is the biggest pain point for me and having watched over this over the last sort of decade with the infantry in general people are selling these quick fixes and the is people trying to buy quick fixes they want to believe you know we've all seen the marketing and we were talking about this earlier you know you're one funnel away from complete success and freedom you're one piece of software away from turning your business around and making millions of dollars a year and whatever it would be the, the simple truth is it just doesn't work it's not true there is no one single funnel that you're going to get right without having tested maybe 50 60 100 a thousand other funnels over the process and over the time and this is where we kind of fall down with people everyone's kind of looking for this magic button and i keep explaining to them if there was a magic button i wouldn't tell you and i'd keep very very rich it doesn't work that way you know even us as an agency we try our hardest to be different and a lot of agencies i think sometimes struggle with portraying themselves to them out there with doing more so they don't necessarily practice what they preach but when it comes to customers and clients, people are looking for this magic solution. Um, and this is something you know, we really kind of have to drill down with time, especially when we're starting working with somebody on a long term, whether it be a six month or a 12 month contract, those early stages of explaining, you know, this is going to take work. There's going to be things that we're not going to get right, and we're not going to get them right, and that's fine. But we're going to learn from them, and we're going to quickly evolve, and we're going to keep testing, and then basically we're going to figure out what works very quickly, and then we're going to start and that's how you kind of get overnight success, as uh, you mentioned earlier on in the intro. But that overnight success comes with years, weeks, months, whatever it would be of actual hard work that's trying, testing, basically just experimenting with what you're doing online. And again, consistently showing up. You know, we've had these conversations with companies where they say, video doesn't work for us. And we'll say, okay, great. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience. They say, well, we made a video and it didn't do it. And they would we stop doing video. And we sit there going, well, but hang on a second, you know. We've done hundreds of videos. We continue to make videos. We do live videos. We do a podcast. We do all sorts of things. We blog. Um, you have to keep these things going. Trying something once and saying it doesn't work is, is insane. You know, we wouldn't let our child that's just been born who starts walking have one go and doesn't to do it. And that's it. He's never going to walk. And that's your move on. We keep letting people try. We keep letting people fall. We keep getting involved to help them to actually learn. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I as a as as a parent of two young kids, I can attest that's exactly, you know, what goes on on that side, but it's it's that iteration, it's that learning and and you know, being in marketing as long as you have, I'm sure you're familiar with the term. There's no such thing as failure in marketing, it's just testing. And that's that is a reality because you can only go it's a bit like a science experiment. If you if you're a scientist, you don't know 100% if your experiment is going to pay off, but you start with a hypothesis that is based on experience and knowledge and 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 the existing, I guess, scientific um, sort of dogma almost of, of of that particular time, and then you start with a hypothesis and you actually try to disprove it, and that's that's in a way what you're doing with your marketing as well. Yeah, is is that something that you find is is hard for people to really grasp? I think it can be. So especially, like I was saying earlier, when you've got the, the kind of overwhelm of, you know, you've just set up a business and it all sounded like it was going to be so glamorous. You know, you're going to create the business director and that was it. You know, life was fantastic. 
and then you realize very quickly actually you know you've got to keep on top of your product you need to keep on top of your marketing you need to keep on top of accounts you need to keep on top of all of these things and i think one of the things that often get sort of thrown to one side marketing on i don't know why it happens and it's something that does annoy me but you know it'll get thrown to the intern get thrown to the office manager or get thrown to the receptionist and when it comes to these sort of things you wouldn't ask some random person to do your web design or your web design or your website. You'd ask somebody who's a web designer to do that. And when it comes to social media, you know, it's not because somebody's young has a Facebook account or they've got a good following on their Instagram account because they keep posting bikini shots or whatever it might be describing when they're on holiday. But that means that they understand how the business is out there and how to keep telling the story. And it's something that we, we constantly want to work with people, you know, encouraging people to, to be honest they are uh, and that doesn't mean you have to work hard to be that it just means you know doing things like we're doing right now which mm. is going live if me and you an opportunity to talk and to be ourselves and just basically have a chat there's no reason small businesses can't do the same thing with for example some suppliers or with a client a customer uh, it just allows them to show who they actually are to show who they work with and i think that's a huge asset and something that you know it's ultimately free this is the worst bit, you know, it's free. It doesn't cost any investment other than your time to make a bit of time and effort to have a chat with somebody. But it's a huge resource that I think would really impact a lot of businesses, especially small small to mid-sized businesses. I think that's, again, it's, it's that sort of thing that we mentioned at the beginning. It's that t- at the tip of the iceberg. And, and, and the struggle with it all is that there is so much that you could do. But actually then deciding on the best thing to do, it can be a bit overwhelming. And people are saying, well, you need to be on every single social media channel and you have to be posting content regularly and all that kind of thing. And and that's, I think, part of the, maybe the overwhelm associated with it. And if people have been sort of, you know, it's almost the the flip of the coin from, well, this is the easy button. Well, actually this is the, the reverse. It's like, I've got to do so much. I don't know how I'm going to fit in my actual day job. So what are, what are the ways that you help people to, I guess, deal with all of that overwhelm and actually show them that there that you do yes you need to be um present and show up consistently but you don't have to make it as complicated as as maybe all that is is being made out to be yeah absolutely i I think you know you've got a huge amount of people out there very big um celebrities for for lack of a better word we've got the gary v's of this world and people like that who are constantly banging the drum for you know you should be everywhere you should be all things to all men and be absolutely everywhere and and keep doing what you're doing the reality is you just can't do that and gary v has a team of people he has a guy who literally comes with him everywhere he goes and just constantly films what he's doing now 99 percent of us immortals don't have we don't have the capacity to have that in our company and our organization, especially not in the early stages. We wish we did because it would make my life a lot easier. I could just literally keep growing out content. But that's not really the case. And we think by creating a, a strategy and an idea for who you are as a business, for what you want to do, for where your target audience is going to be, you can actually streamline all of those tasks that you keep reading, you know, the latest article on HubSpot saying that you have to be on the next channel and you have to be doing this and you must be posting regularly. But actually streamlining that into something that is completely honest with yourself uh, as a business, as a person, for your own calendar's sake, um, creating content doesn't necessarily require an absolute ton of work. That's the main thing there. So when people start going, you know, I'm going to do a video, we're going to record here, and we're going to record here, and we're going to edit, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. 
do you know how to do any of these things? Because the amount of hours you're going to spend trying to do all these things and trying to learn is going to be a lot. You know, you and I both start podcasts or we start the podcast and we have to learn how to edit and then we start getting involved in that process. Now, if you enjoy it and you really want to deep dive, it becomes a hobby almost, you know, so it's part of our working day. But the reality is most people don't find it like that. It becomes a chore, it becomes something that's a pain. So it becomes a pain point against creating that content. Now, what we're currently doing requires next to no preparation and next to no editing, which is, you know, showcasing who you are and having a conversation, or even if it's just on your own, in your business, in your workplace, with a, a smartphone in your pocket, you can click a couple of buttons, you can be broadcasting free of charge onto Facebook, onto Twitter, onto Instagram, wherever you want. And that content, people are accepting of it not being perfect. So you can make mistakes when you're on a live video, you can make mistakes when you're talking to somebody because it's human nature, it happens to all of us. We're having this conversation live. We could say something by mistake and we can kind of fix it there and then on the call. But actually when people start focusing on trying to create too much and be all things to all men and, and they try and overcomplicate it and make themselves look good or fancy or they think that's what they need to do as a man, they actually are missing out on all the opportunities that come from literally just pulling out your smartphone when you're at an event, when you're networking, when you're at work, when you're in the office, when you're in the warehouse, whatever it is that you're doing and just talking a little bit about who you are and what you're doing on that day. Yeah, and, and, and that's actually not that difficult to do. Um, I know personally that uh, I found it quite intimidating um, at the beginning. Uh, I am a, a uh, I've said it before on this podcast, and um, I've had um, Ian Anderson Gray on, who is a, a live uh, a Facebook live expert who was instrumental in helping me get over my own sort of hang-ups around it because I am a natural introvert and I didn't even have a picture of myself on my website until last November. That's how ridiculous it was. But I realized that this is this is part of the reality today of marketing any kind of business. You have to show the person behind the business because you're not a logo. You're not a strap line. You're not any, you know, clever marketing. You are the person, especially when you're running a service business. And that's something that is hard to get over sometimes for people. In a way, I can imagine if you're working for someone and they say, right, this is part of your job. You just have to get on and do it. But when you're the guy at the top, <laughs> you can kind of make your own excuses and not do it. And, and I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's something there. But yeah, it's it's not it's not easy. Like that's that's the other thing I've I found, and a lot of people that I work with with find is it's not easy from the perspective of of just kind of getting into the flow, considering what it is they want to say, but then also having that consistency and that that discipline because we all run businesses and things you know throw themselves up and get in the way. But do you have a way of maybe scheduling? how people use social media in the right way so that they have that consistency and also that it means they're not just turning up on that scheduled time and going right now i don't know what to do so it's interesting you say it and i just want to pick up on something there you know it isn't easy when you first start doing these things but tell me one thing that was you know this is the conversation we have with so many startups with so many founders especially you know nothing that you're doing you know when you first start learning to code if you're building an app it's not easy when you first start learning how to sell it's not easy you're getting over a massive amount of rejection and you know having to learn how to get around gatekeepers or whatever it would be nothing is easy in life like that's the honest truth you know running a business is super hard there's a hundred things you have to start learning you have to get 
good enough at to be able to keep the business afloat. And when you start having commentators and accountants, you're going through spreadsheets, which you know, numbers were never your thing, so you learn how to do that. When you get a new piece of software, you can get lost completely. You're know, watching videos on YouTube, and you're learning how to do that. And I think the same is true for this. I mean, you know, you and I right now are sat here talking. Uh, there would have been a time where, even for myself, it was a long time ago before we started the online TV channel. You know, I hadn't done this before. I hadn't sat in front of cameras before. I hadn't interviewed politicians before. I hadn't had conversations with high executives or anything else. Um, not at that level kind of thing and not with the cameras recording, as it were. So all of these things come from experience. And that doesn't mean that I'm great at it. I still make mistakes. I still have things, you know, I have luckily a good team that are quick to pick up on things when I say, you know, I keep repeating one phrase too often or I'm speaking too fast or whatever it would be. But the key to it is really that you you have to start somewhere. And if it's something that is going to be hugely valuable for your business, and again, like I said, going live is free. So this is the big thing. Um, it creates a ton of content, which is then there. Uh, if you're not happy with the content, you can always delete it. So, you know, it's not indelible ink that you can never get rid of online. Um, and again, the more you do it, the better it will be. Because again, you don't have to be interviewing somebody and having a very high level conversation. It can literally just be you showing and talking through your product in the office. Uh, you know, you can set yourself up with a little mini tripod and actually not even show yourself at all. Just talk whilst showing the product or whatever it would be. So there's a hundred ways to kind of get around that. But the most important thing I'd say to everyone is it's start doing it. That's the, the main thing. Just try it. If it doesn't work out, if it goes terribly wrong, just delete the video afterwards. You can always have another go. It's not going to be the end of the world. And in terms of um, in terms of the scheduling, absolutely. Like this is one of the key things, you know. So in our agency and for all our clients, we work on a system that we've now ended up naming 2WA. Uh, my co-director, James, uh, who came up with a very handy phrase, which was two weeks ahead is good for your head. Um, and uh, I hated it when he first said it. And now it's actually become sort of the mantra within the business for, for everything that we do. So we're constantly working two weeks ahead of the game. So this week, you know, we're not looking at content for next week and the week after that's already done and dusted and it's all off of our desks. It's all ready to go. It's all prepared. It's all drafted and ready to be just hit publish. Uh, but we're actually talking about what's going to happen on the 14th of November, for example. What's the lead up to, to Thanksgiving and everything else that we're going to be doing? Those are what we're focusing on. And the same for our clients. So what this allows you to do is to start batching your, your jobs that you need to do. So it can be hard. It can be daunting. And again, it's not easy at the beginning. Uh, the most important thing. So, you know, if you're going to be writing blogs, try and get yourself to a position where you're not on the deadline of the day to write the blog because you're not going to write something that's truly good. You're not going to give it your best. You're going to basically do it a bit like we used to do homework back in the day, or at least I did, which was, oh my God, this is due tomorrow. It's a 5,000 word essay. I better get on top of this now. Um, and you don't want to do that because your marketing is supposed to be giving value to other people. It's supposed to be considered. It's supposed to be well thought out. You want to give somebody something that they want to read, but not only read, but they want to share to their friends to say, to say look, I found this. It was awesome. It really resonated with me. You should have a read. So by doing those sorts of things and batching this, you know, you can start today and say you give yourself a week or 10 days to get three blog articles ready. And if you're only releasing one blog article a week, then that'll give you the next three weeks of content. And then you're always working three weeks ahead. So that following week, you're then working on one piece of content. But again, you've got that buffer in between. We all know life happens. Sometimes we have to cancel things. Sometimes we have to change our plans, especially as business owners. 
but the reality is there's no excuse you know as an agency back in june i came up with the bright spark idea that we as a test we do um or as a challenge we do 100 blogs in one month as an agency now there was only four of us at the time full-time staff uh four blog uh, sorry 25 blogs each on average that was what it was going to work out to in 30 days now the idea of the challenge wasn't to say look at us we're so much better than you it was to take away that stigma where a client could say i don't have time to create a single blog a week because it's just not true it, it really isn't and you know all of us chipped in as a team we came together and we had a huge amount of success because of that you know our, our website sort of forexed or something within the same month and the knock-on effects for SEO and everything else that we've seen have been absolutely huge. But again, it's taking that first step. It's too easy, like you said, when you're at the top of the tree and you say, well, I've got accounts to do. I'll just have a flick through this uh, Excel spreadsheet for an hour. I'll get on touch with a couple of people, might have a coffee, I'll go for lunch, and then I'll see what I do this afternoon. Book it into your diary. You know, One of the things that we tell everyone that we've ever done any coaching with or anything else, book it into your diary as if it was a client meeting. So if I say to you, you know, we're going to have a sales call on Thursday at 2 p.m., there's no way on God's green earth I'm missing that sales call. That's, as a, you know, it's a sacrosanct. It's in my diary. That's what's going to happen. So do the same thing with the tasks that you need to actually do. It gives you an excuse. So well, it takes away the excuses, sorry, and it gives you a reason to just sit down, turn off your notifications, and for an hour, I'm going to write a blog. It's so true, and 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 one of my uh, one of my coaches um, who's also been on this podcast, Greg Hickman, he he sort of says, look, if uh, if you want to see anyone's priorities, show me their calendar and a bank account, and it's so true because yeah, you're not going to break those kind of appointments, but we're we're human, we will break agreements with ourselves, but there's something about it being on a calendar that just means that it's it's much more likely to get done, and and it just allows you to put, uh, put structure to your day, your week, and all that kind of thing. And the other thing that I think is really interesting is that you mentioned the way that you sort of started this, and you, you said right, a hundred blogs, twenty five each in in thirty days, and that's actually quite similar to the experience that I had getting over the whole video thing. I set a challenge to do thirty videos in thirty days. Now, I did some of them live, I did some of them Facebook, I did some of them which are now used in other parts of my business, but I think maybe I ended up getting up to around 27, but I didn't beat myself up for not hitting the absolute 30, but now I've got, I don't know, um, probably over 100 videos, and it just gets easier. If I look back on the first few I did, I, I look at the, I cringe, I absolutely cringe. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, go back to Tim Ferriss's very first podcasts. Uh, have a look at Gary Vee on Wine Library TV. You know, these things weren't fantastic. Nobody starts fantastic. Any big YouTuber, go back to their very first videos. And literally, it is, like you said, that moment of cringe. You know, no one likes to hear their own voice. Everyone kind of is very self-critical when it comes to these things and everything else. But the reality is, you know, if you're just being yourself and you're talking, you're going to resonate with some people. Some people are going to not like you, and that's absolutely fine because you're not supposed to be all-powerful and all-liked by everybody and one thing or another. But if you're dividing people's opinions about you, who you are, what you believe, and how what, what you do for a living, then you're doing it right. That is the whole point of marketing yourself. You know, you're supposed to find your audience. It is supposed to divide people's opinions. Uh, and a lot of people forget this because they think, no, I've got to go super vanilla and make sure that, you know, no one can say, no, I disagree. Um, and again, you need to show that within yourself, within your marketing, within your tweets, your, your Facebook, your live videos, your YouTube content, whatever it is, just mm -hmm. be yourself and actually take that forward. 
And that, that's a key thing that a lot of people don't necessarily consider when they think about marketing. They think it's all about attracting as many people as possible. But actually, it's about repelling the ones that aren't ever going to be a good fit for you. And whether you do that with your messaging or you do it with your, the way you price your offerings or, yeah, the way that you sort of present yourself as an individual, if it's if it's you that is the business, that's actually as important as attracting the right people. Because if you backed up and thought about it logically, if you're appealing to everyone and everyone's coming to you, you're going to be wasting a lot of time with those people that aren't actually a good fit in the end because you've attracted them to you. But then you've got to kind of go through that process to weed out the, you know, the, the, the tire kickers or the people that aren't necessarily um, going to be a good fit for you as a, a, as a business or as an individual working together. So if you are vanilla, it's going to, it's going to, yeah, there's going to be a lot of time wasted down the line. Whereas if you just get it right up front and you'd be a bit polarizing, maybe, um, was it Dan Kennedy said that if, uh, if you haven't offended at least three people with your marketing before midday, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And I think that is massively to the point, you know, I think it's Seth Godin talks about it as the minimum viable audience. The reality is, you know, for most businesses, businesses, sorry, you need a very small number of really good clients to build what could be considered as a successful business. So, you know, you're not looking for how do I get a million people onto my Facebook page? You're looking at how do I get a hundred people that actually care, that really are into this, that will buy into this because they want to and they believe in it and they agree with my value proposition, with who I am, with what I do. And then you can take that forward. That becomes a hugely successful business. You know, the reason why we started the podcast on our side was mainly because of the fact that we really wanted something that could showcase and talk about digital marketing from a level that wasn't unicorn status. And this is something that everyone forgets. You know, when you're looking at the Gary V's and you're looking at the Tim Ferriss's and you're looking at, you know, Ubers and Facebooks and whatever else you want to look at, these are, you know, one in a billion chances of ever actually happening. This isn't average Joe is going to make it to that side, but you know, I consider a business that's turning over a couple of million quid making profit every year that has a nice sized team and they're doing well and everyone's happy and they're all enjoying their lives. I consider that a massive success story. You know, this is the thing that people forget. You don't need to become the next Facebook or the next Uber or the next Airbnb to have a successful business and to live a very comfortable life. Yeah, absolutely. And let's be honest, while it might look nice on the outside to want to kind of be that, the reality is actually quite different. I'm I'm sure that it comes with a whole host of other challenges and all the rest of it. And yeah, it's it's about sort of knowing where you want to go. It's it's knowing what is your ultimate goal. And and uh, I mean, I find this. Do you find this that sometimes when you ask that question, you know, what are your goals? Where are you going for? Um, what does success look like to you? Um, what is your growth goal? And there is no clear answer, which makes it even harder to then almost reverse engineer how to get there. I, I have a really bad example that I was talking about. I think I've mentioned this a few times on different videos and everything else. We were talking with an IT company. They're a successful IT company, again, turning over in excess of seven figures. Uh, they're happy. Everyone's doing really well. And we were talking about social media marketing. Um, and again, very simple question. You know, I can see you guys are posting on a regular basis, you know, not much growth happening, not a lot of engagement, one thing or another. Um, so, you know, who's doing that? How are you doing that at the moment? They said, well, we're using an agency. I went, okay, fantastic. So I said, so, so how's it going? Like, how's the performance compared to the, to the goals? Like, what's, what's, what's happening? What's the achievement like? Uh, and suddenly the room went quiet. 
And you realize at that point that I've just made a massive kind of hand grenade moment where you run away afterwards, but they've just suddenly gone, hang on a second. You mean we've been paying an agency for two years to do social media because we feel that we have to do social media, but we've never had a targeted goal that we're working towards or any kind of reflection of, are we getting closer to it? Are we moving further away from it? Is this actually achieving anything? Has this ever brought us a single lead? And they literally had no idea. And when you have those conversations, you realize really quickly, and we all kind of do it, you know, when somebody sort of says, I want to try and lose weight, or I want to try and get healthier, or whatever it might be. The reality is until you start setting actual defined goals, i.e., you know, I'm going to go running three times a week or twice a week, whatever it might be, I want to try and lose five kilos, I want to try and feel better or whatever it is, you know, until you've got those goals in place, you can't really measure it. So you don't really know if you're working or if it's, if it's, something that's actually worthwhile doing and this is the real shame so especially social and online everything's measurable you know we we literally have these tools that 10 years ago 20 years ago people would have bitten your hands off for this sort of information and this kind of data Uh, whether you're a fan or not of things like facebook and the privacy issues and the advertising kind of regimen and everything else as a business it's still probably the single biggest opportunity that we've ever seen for small businesses. You know, people have the opportunity to build something truly incredible that can grow at an incredible rate. And they can do that very, very quickly and pretty much for free unless they want to start pushing out advertising and everything else. So this is something where, you know, you're looking at that going, set yourself some goals, even if they're basic, you know, like, you know, we want to do this so that we get 50 people to our website from those 50 people. We'd like to see one person fill in a contact form. Well, then let's start with that and let's start tracking what worked and what didn't to send more people to your website and then what actually happened afterwards. Yeah. And it's, it, it can be that simple. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. And it's, it's all about starting with the end in mind. Um, you know, how many clients do I need this year to achieve my revenue goals? How many conversations do I need to have considering the amount that I'm currently having um, that turn into into clients? And therefore, how many conversations do I get from the amount of leads that I'm currently generating? And then it's all about, well, how do I how do I get my my business in front of enough people to generate those leads? And you know, it's it's three numbers. You know, if you really break it down simply, it's number of leads I need to get the number of, of, of appointments and to get the number of clients. And you're constantly then looking at how to optimize those numbers to make them more, you know, more efficient. And uh, yeah, there is uh, the the opportunities, as you say, are are, are breathtaking com- compared to yeah years ago. I mean, I, I might not necessarily look it, but I started in this game just before email marketing really took off. So it was back in um, you know direct mail, and it was mail packs, and we used to analyze every single combination of. Um, what was going into each individual mail pack and then each of those against a a mailing list and the detail was insane because you had to pay for it every single one of those cost money to to post Um, but yeah it's the, the yeah the options now with social media and that's part of the problem because it's free right inverted commas it's not strictly free you have to spend time doing it but you can do it wrong and you can you can waste an awful lot of time on it um so what would you say if you were giving any sort of parting words of wisdom around either somebody that is is just sort of getting started with their with their social media uh, marketing or somebody that has been doing it for a while but isn't necessarily seeing the right sort of traction or results that they're looking for 
how would you advise somebody to, to, to sort of step back, reconsider how they're approaching using, using their, their social media and then the kind of action that they would go forward with? Yeah, so I think the, the first thing is take that step back, you know, and don't beat yourself up. Uh, everything that you've done isn't wasted. It's not lost. It doesn't matter. It's not, that's not the kind of um, the zero sum game kind of the people end up looking at it. So I've done all of this and I've tried and, you know, I'm not going to lose all this work because I made these videos or whatever. It doesn't matter. But just take a step back. Look at what your audience or who the target audience actually is and what they want. So where are they finding and what are they finding out there that is something to do with what you're offering and, and is what they actually want to know about. And then from there, you can take a new line and a new step on this. So, you know, if you're constantly posting out offer, offer, offer on your Facebook page, for example, and you're realizing that you're not really getting a huge amount of traffic, but occasionally you get a sale, it's time to start thinking about this as more of a relationship. Um, and this is something, you know, we talk about a lot as putting the social back into social media. So, if you imagine you you meet a you meet a girl or you meet a guy and you want to start having a relationship with them, you know you don't walk up in the bar and go right you me let's get married have two kids and move into a house together on day one. It just kind of feels weird. But when we do our marketing and when you look at the marketing, that's pretty much what we do. Buy this now. Hang on a second. Who are you? Like why would I buy from you? What are you all about? I don't know anything about you. We need to have a conversation. We need to start dating. We need to understand that. And I think when people start looking at it like that, they realize, well, okay, so what do you do when you're on that first date? You ask a load of questions. People don't ask questions most of the time on social media. Take this opportunity. You're building an audience, no matter how small it is, but taking that opportunity to actually start asking people what they are, what they're struggling with. What are their problems? What are they like? And again, divide opinions with what you're going to then create. You're not going to please everybody. You can't, but you've got to stick to who you are and what you're about. So by explaining that to people, by getting involved in those conversations, and if you're struggling to start your own conversations because you are just starting out or because actually you've built an audience that, you know, isn't engaged really because like we were talking about earlier, you've gone too vanilla, no one cares, then don't worry about it. Go get involved in other people's. And again, don't be afraid to have your opinion. Try not to just sit there and kind of really sheepishly go, yeah, I think you're all right. That's great. That's not going to, imp that's not going to impact anybody. It's not going to, um, give anyone a reason to get in touch with you or to, to kind of follow you. So stick to your guns, be who you are, you know, don't be rude. Don't, there's no need to, to, to go down the crazy route of insulting people. Um, but yeah, be who you are and, you know, look for those conversations, look for ways, get involved in Twitter chats, get involved in live streams, get on somebody else's podcast, you know, put yourself massively out of the, um, out of your comfort zone and just start having these conversations because you're going to learn 10 X, from people what you would learn by just thinking you know it yourself mm. and 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 i think something's been lost since the uh the, the term social media became more used than social networking because that's what it is it's networking as well and and yeah, maybe because it's it's changed in the way that it has but there's for some reason that when you when when people interact online they forget that you're still interacting with people and the, the, the universal laws of human manners and decency don't suddenly go out the window. Um, as you say, you wouldn't walk up to someone and ask them to marry you and, and you wouldn't go to a networking meeting and, and thrust your, uh, you know, your, your order form in someone's hand before you said hello. Um, although that has happened uh, to me once or twice, um, which was quite outstandingly. Uh, yeah, I, I was just amazed by it. Um, but, you know, I don't know, maybe it works for some people um, and, and maybe we're doing it with enough numbers 
it, it works. I don't know. But so um, is there any sort of a parting words of advice that you would give or, or maybe a, a tip or a tool maybe that makes some of this easier that, that, that people could look into? So, I mean, the, the tip side of it is really simple. Don't let yourself be afraid or don't stop yourself because you're afraid. Listen, we've all started from scratch. We all started and had to do our very first live video. We all had to write our very first blog. We all had to do all of these things, social media posts, whatever it was. And we've all started from scratch at some point. Um, not only us, but everybody did. Gary V did, all the big boys did. Everyone starts somewhere. So that's the first thing. Just don't be afraid, stop that. Get rid of all the excuses that you're currently giving yourself as to why you can't because you're too busy or whatever it is and just start doing things differently and then from there keep experimenting and i want to make this really clear you know when i say experimenting it doesn't mean you do one facebook live and then say it doesn't work because you didn't make any sales that's not what experimentation is you know remembering that it doesn't matter if you're in a laboratory or whatever it is you're, you're doing multiple tests again and again to see make sure that the results are coherent and you don't have any kind of freaks but the idea being that, do these things, try them, use the tools that are available to you already for free without spending any money out there. Um, you know, things like Facebook, if you've prepared content, you can schedule in advance directly on your Facebook page. So you don't need to have a software or a tool to do that. Um, all of these things are pretty much available to you free of charge. You can get started. And I think that's the biggest thing. Get started, do them, keep trying them, and then review every period or periodically every 30 days every 60 days but keep doing those things a bit like you said you know your 30 day challenge 30 videos uh, it's another one of the challenges that we did every day for the month of may we went live on some channel one of us in the team and it just was such an easy thing to do because not because of the fact that we're good at it or anything else but just because we can we kind of set that as a task and then it just became habit and then by the end of sort of week two you're like that Ooh, this is fun. Is it my turn today? Or is it that? And everything's changed. And you know, some of the guys that were with us, they were doing it for the first time ever in May. You can find those videos on our Facebook page as well. They're getting better and better every day. And you know, the, the first day that they did their very first live, the, the biggest thing I said was, you know, you're doing better than 99% of people out there because 99% of people haven't tried this and aren't taking advantage of this opportunity. Mm. Yeah. And it's so true. And, and sometimes the best advice is the most simple. And yeah, maybe that's part of the, the part of the challenge when it comes to social media and, and, and all of this kind of thing is that we are still sort of searching for the, the, the tool or the, the tactic or that piece of software that is suddenly going to make everything easy. Whereas actually it comes down to basic principles that have worked for thousands of years. And that is knowing what people actually want, uh, listening, because social media is as much about listening as it is, as it is in, you know, posting selfies of yourself and what you had for dinner. And yeah, really, it's it's about engaging and being consistent because, yeah, if, if, if you were suddenly, you know, if, if you had a big group of friends and then suddenly you just didn't show up and nobody saw you for, you know, two years, people are going to start forgetting who you are. And it's the same when it comes to social media and it's about showing up and actually being valuable to a specific group of people. And yeah, sometimes the best advice is, yeah, as I say, the simplest. Um, so, Chris, I, yeah, I. I could talk about this for ages and, and, and we could start going down all sorts of uh, avenues in terms of, um, yeah, some of the, I, I think the, uh, the struggles with the, uh, with the marketing industry and, and how that has actually impacted the view of it and how it is used properly. And we see so many examples of bad marketing because of it. However, I got to respect your time and um, 
yeah, maybe maybe we will uh, will catch up uh, another time to uh, to go into that. So, Chris, um, thank you ever so much. Is there anywhere that um, people could go to? Uh, I know your your website is uh, socialinc.co. Um, anywhere else to check you out on obviously social media? <laughs> yeah, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter as at just Chris Bruno, um, or alternatively LinkedIn, Christopher Bruno. You'll find me on there. Um, and again. The website's got links to all of us as well under the team, so you'll find us quite easily. What, what sort of businesses do you do you primarily work with, and, and who do you help, and the kind of things that you help them with? Just so anyone, if they want to actually get in contact and and, and have a chat. Yeah, so we've been quite lucky. We haven't really niched down too much, but uh, we work with small to mid-sized businesses mainly. Uh, to to kind of put that into context, you know, uh, we've worked with companies that have a hundred staff and that are turning over multi-million pounds a year. We've also worked with startups that are literally, you know, trying to raise their first round of funding. Um, so we kind of like to work with companies that actually value what it is that they're trying to do. This is something that's really important to me. There's a lot of businesses out there that are just trying to make money, which is fine. But actually, you know, if you like what you're doing, if you really kind of believe in it and you want to kind of do that marketing in a way that will show that and that will impact people, then that's where we want to really work with you and uh, and have a good relationship in that way. Sounds good. So yeah, if, if that sounds like you, uh, go to the website, uh, socialinc, that's I-N-K dot co and uh, check out what they do. So uh, Chris, Great conversation. Thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, as I say at the end, happy fishing. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen this one and I'm truly grateful for that. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love if you could just take a few quick minutes to share your thoughts and leave an honest rating review for the show over on iTunes. It's not only important for helping others discover the show, but I also read each and every submission personally, and they really do mean the world to me. So thanks very much in advance and happy fishing.